Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Don't Praise the Machine. This is episode number 61, and we're going to have so much fun for the whole family, as I said last week. So maybe you don't listen to the podcast with the whole family, and I would just encourage everybody, gather around (laughs) the wireless this week Mm. with your your teeth. Pop them down on the couch, get everybody out of tea, get little Timmy out of TV dinner and say, Timmy, yeah. it's time for Don't Praise the Machine, the whole family gather round the wireless. And I'm here, as always, with my number one pod piper. He's got his pod casting pan pipes out, <laughs> <laughs> which is... Ooh. Which he keeps the Pied Piper of podcasting. He keeps them for his confidence on the podcast. There is <laughs> I do. this little talisman. Yeah, my little comfort fidgets. It's number one Pod Piper, John Maloney. Hi everyone. Welcome to episode sixty-one. And I want to say congratulations to you for a brand new prime minister Thanks. and government. Yeah. Just to our international listeners, just gonna get a little bit local for two secs. Australia has a new Government. New Labour government. Yeah. Um, and we welcome Prime Minister Anthony <laughs> Albanese, friend of the show. Um, Should get him on. Yeah, I heard from him during the week uh, just to say um, thanks for all our support. I don't remember mentioning him on yeah. the show, but um, I appreciate that. <laughs> and uh, he's going to be the new man replacing Scott Morrison. And I can imagine that he'll be Prime Minister for at least a week or yeah. two before someone kn- knifes him in the Labour Party. Yeah, he's exactly. Out. He's the... <laughs> he's the, ScoMo was the first Prime Minister in, I think, about 15 years, his predecessor, <laughs> to make it to full... To make it to a single term uh, without being knifed by a party rival. <laughs> so it's not looking great. <laughs> I think what Albanese should do is he should... To get everybody in his party on side, and so they don't knife him, he mm. should sing the pre-chorus bridge bit from Culture Club's Karma Chameleon. He should say, "Politics is a game of survival. You're my lover, <laughs> not, not my, my rival." rival. <laughs> and they go, "Hey, he's right. Let's get, let him have a full term." <laughs> you got it. Solution staring him in the face. My big news is that I saw Top Gun Maverick <laughs> can a couple I just, of nights ago. Can I just ask, like, yeah. why? Why did I see it? Yeah. Somebody invited me and I think they were just kind of fans of the original growing okay. up and so they, they had an affection for it. So they said they got a bunch of us, they convinced a bunch of us to go and see it. Okay. Obviously, you're not expecting anything uh, profound or okay. life-changing, but- but it had got pretty good reviews. That's to what my I heard. So I'm interested now to hear how you feel. Yeah, I, I probably would have enjoyed it even more if I had not read in the in the lead up that it had got good reviews because I had just accepted that I was going to this to this um, film that was going to be, you know, a bit of ridiculous fun. But then I was like, well, maybe it's actually going to somehow be a good film. And I guess you could say that there were aspects of it that were better than it could have than they could have been. <laughs> they they were it was it didn't take itself seriously or particularly seriously, oh, which I liked. Oh, okay. 
Uh, and it's interesting. It, um, so tonally it's gone for, is it meant to be a little bit self-aware? I think it is. I mean, at least maybe it's just that the audience, when I was watching it, were unwilling to take it seriously, but they seem to be- <laughs> They se- keep looking down the lens and winking. Yeah, and going, remember this one from the original? <laughs> no, it was like, <laughs> like very much a kind of, um, you know, an experience designed for people who had this- nostalgic affection for the original you know they played the original music at the start they played danger zone you know tom cruise he's got a little bit of ploofing now he's got (laughs) i think he's gone to his I i think he's almost 60 so it's fair enough and he's gone and i think he said to his um his plastic surgeon look as you know i'm an actor and i need to be able to emote and so I don't want, I don't want to go, f- I don't want to go full hog on the, on the flat, f- on the flattening of my forehead and paws, um, but I want to go fairly heavy. Give me forty five percent smoothing. Yeah. So when he's got his sunglasses on, which he does for a decent amount of the movie, as you can imagine, you kind of go, that just looks like Tom Cruise, same as always. Oh, then when wow. he's, then when he's got a. Uh, when he's got his glasses off, he still looks, he looks probably like, to me, like he's in his 40s. But yeah, um, he looks, he's a very good looking, almost 60 year old man. Yeah, he is. And he's like naturally very good looking and got a lovely facial structure, which helps. But, um, but he does have this kind of slight, there's this slight kind of moments of uncanny valley where you're like, oh, I don't, I'm not really getting the, emotional nuance that he's trying to communicate there because he's had a little bit too much work he's done. But I did I did enjoy it in spite of myself. It was a kind ah. of just a kind of classic stupid romp. Who's the villain? Is it a, uh, is it, a, is it, a, is it a, another nationality? It's not the it's not I mean it could be the Russians again these days. For for years it wouldn't have been the Russians. Yeah. In the 80s it was the Russians. Yeah. And if they were shooting it again now, it could would be, be the, the Russians, Russians again. It was shot a couple of years ago. Exactly, when the Russians hadn't hadn't done anything sufficient to warrant the yeah. world's co- condemnation. Um it's it's not and, and I'm getting into spoilers here. Spoilers. If gives a shit. And I guess consistent with their desire to maximize their market share by not taking any overt sides in any modern day geopolitical conflicts. They kept the enemy to an unstated enemy that was producing nuclear weapons in in contravention of a NATO treaty in some kind of mountainous region that was not Ah. specified. So it could have been North Korea, but equally it could have been, you know, somewhere in the Middle East or it could have been China. It was unspecified. But there was a scene at the start which made me think about this kind of general thing that I often get when I'm watching, particularly like when I'm watching kind of mainstream Hollywood movies. There's a scene where, again, it's a spoiler, Maverick goes up in a um, sort of reconnaissance plane that's being tested and they're testing it to see how fast they can make it go. And the test is going to be shut down because they haven't progressed fast enough according to the the sort of crusty old senior brass at the Navy they haven't gotten to Mark 10. And so Maverick's like, fuck it, I'm going to do it today. I'm going to get it to Mark 10. We're going to like throw out the rule book and I'm just going to like gun this thing and see how yeah. fast I can they make it I don't call it, it Maverick for nothing. Exactly. Classic Maverick manoeuvre. 
and you know on par with his inverted zero G or ten G inverted flipping the bird to the Russians in the in the original, which many will remember. So he does that, of course, but then he blows up. The plane blows up because it goes too fast. Then it kind of fades to black. And then, of course, what happens is you find out subsequently that he's ejected and he's fine. Right. And and they say, like, damn you, Maverick, we, we want to fire you, but you're the best damn pilot we've ever had. <laughs> Classic stuff. But but I always th- whenever I see those mo- those moments, I always think like, you know what I would love is just if someone had somehow gotten hold of this movie and thwarted people's expectations to the point where that plane if that plane exploded, it faded to black, and then the credits just rolled, <laughs> and people 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 would would just lose their collective minds, like twenty. 20, 20 minutes into a film <laughs> that you're programmed to have this like really fixed sense of this is how it's going to resolve. It's just like, nah, nothing much happened. He went in a test flight and he blew up. Um, and I just, I mean, it's kind of this, it's kind of this perverse craving that I have because I think we're in an era where a lot of films are kind of designed to follow a very specific play by play and kind of meet people's expectations. You need to ha- well you need to have you could do that if you had more unknown actors. Then they could be totally disposable mm. and you wouldn't know as an audience member mm. that that particular protagonist was going to survive the whole film. Yeah. If you just made a film yeah, exactly. with a whole bunch of no-name actors, you just you wouldn't be on <laughs> solid footing for any of the film because you just think No, it's true. Nobody's like a no, but you haven't gone, oh, well, they fucking went to the trouble of getting Tom Cruise. They're not going to, like, kill him off and switch over to, like, Kit Harrington or something. You know, it's going to be Tom It's going to be Tom Cruise for the whole film. <laughs> the, 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 um, just wobbly Val Kilmer shows up and goes, well, it's got to be me now. I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Val Kilmer, by the way, is in it. No way. Uh, I didn't yeah, know that. Um, which, which is another interesting side. How's he? How does he look? Did he go for a? Did he, Look, he take, take a few morning jogs before the shoot, or uh, no? Doesn't look particularly well. Did you know he's got this thing where he's can't he can't really speak anymore? What? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, Val Kilmer um, had I think had throat cancer or something oh, similar, and so now and so now speaks with a. Um, uh, I think he uses a spe- a special device to speak most of the time. Although he can, he is. Are capable, I think, of a kind of whisper without it. And so in the movie Top Gun Maverick, uh, he plays himself from the first one. He plays, um, what's his name? Iceman. Right. Uh, reprises his role, but he's now a kind of very senior member of the Navy and he's got, uh, he's dying of cancer. And so they, oh, God. so they have this moving scene where he is, uh, talking to Tom Cruise, mostly using a keyboard and... Uh, you mean like he's communicating to him, he's on a piano communicating to, through song? Yeah, he's communicating th- through... <laughs> so it's not, not so much statements as just mood that he can, that he can convey. <laughs> he says, he's just communicating in minor keys. And Tom is just bah, nodding. Bah. <laughs> Tom's nodding going, yeah, yeah I feel you, brother. That's beautiful. Give me a, give me a C for yes. Um, 
and uh and uh <laughs> and uh and I think that came about because Tom wanted to have him in the film, which is nice because he was like, well, it's sort of he's like he made the original as much as I did, so got to get us both back. Um, Val Kilmer and and Scientology, Scientology church leader David Miscavige are in the film for some reason. Yeah, David <laughs> David Miscavige is in the film. You know who's not in it is David Miscavige's wife. Because uh, <laughs> no, no, nobody knows nobody knows where she is. Uh, this will be our this will be our last episode yeah, now. We're gonna have to just uh, we'll call our law uh, don't praise the machine lawyers <laughs> directly after this cast. <laughs> Next podcast, we'll just we'll start the episode just by saying we would just like to state publicly that uh, we have no evidence that David Miscavige's wife is missing. Yeah, yeah, she's just a very private person. <laughs> uh, she certainly hasn't been put onto some kind of sea sea org vessel for disciplinary purposes. Um, uh, <laughs> so. Um, yeah, but I, but I was just kind of wondering if you'd had that same, if that, if you'd had that same kind of impulse when you're watching these kind of set piece movies and also if, if there are examples of movies that you or our listeners can think of. Another one I was thinking of was meet Joe Black because there's a scene where, which is not a very well remembered film, but there's a scene in that where Brad Pitt's character gets hit by a car Uh and then he and then he gets inhabited by uh, death, basically, ah. uh, and death falls in love with the main uh, f- woman lead in the movie. Um, and uh, and I thought when I saw him get hit by a car, like that'd be a brave movie to just be like, "That's the film, the end." Yeah, and uh, and so the one that jumps to mind, um, and this has actually mm. been written about because I spoke to my my mm-hmm. friend. My friend Owen, who is a writer, mm. he was reading a book, a famous book about writing, which the name of it escapes me. But um, I mentioned to him the one film that threw me with this is No Country for Old Men because mm. Josh Brolin is the is the protagonist in the film. He's the lead. You're following his – you very much feel like you're following his journey. Yeah. And then yeah. two-thirds of the way through the film or maybe a little bit further – Again, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen No Country for Old Men from 2007, yeah. uh, I think you've had enough time. Uh, <laughs> you should. It's one of my faves. He gets killed and then the film continues mm. and it's so mm. off-putting, like in a really cool mm. way because you're like, hang on, yeah. hang on, what the fuck's happened? Like the evil guy, Javier Bardem, yeah. has like killed him and yeah, the film yeah, yeah. just keeps going and you just you go, well, yeah. that, surely that didn't happen what's going on he's going to come back and he doesn't come back and he's not even no he doesn't that's just it it's not a good ending in a uh it's not a happy ending and um and you're not even there for his death that's it kind right. of talks it, it cu- cuts away to somebody else i think to the sheriff played by tommy lee jones yeah. who we've talked about previously on the show famously uh, opposite will smith and uh, men in black <laughs> Might have to do a Men in Black, No Country for Old Men thread through at some point, but um, uh, yeah. Then he comes upon this this scene and the um, cartel that's been chasing this uh, suitcase full of money have caught up with Josh Brolin and killed him. Yeah, so that one, uh, which I loved because I just I love it. 
Mm. I love it when music mm. does things that I don't expect. I love it when films do mm. something that I don't expect. They, anything that I fall in love with, any kind of art, mm. it tends to need something that makes me go that I didn't expect that and it came in mm. and made it so much better. Knock me off my feet. So you would say, you're yeah. saying five out of five stars for new Top Gun. Everyone <laughs> go and see it. <laughs> Look, I wouldn't say that it was a quote unquote good movie, but I'd say it's entertaining and knows what it is. Uh, and I would say, yeah, it just it made me, it inspired me to think about, you know, it's almost a kind of its own thread through movies, which perhaps there was an opportunity for them to end in a very jarring way mm. that they didn't take, but maybe you as a viewer thought that would have been good if it was just credits roll. So you would say five out of five stars and everyone go and see it. Yeah. Well, no, once again, no, I probably <laughs> wouldn't say five out of five. <laughs> But if if you want if that's how you want to end it the segment then yes five five bags of popcorn okay Now, John, I wanted to start the next segment with a question for you. Mm. So, John, are you ready for what I'm going to say? <laughs> yep. Yep. Is that That's the question? question. Is that That's the question? The question. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I am. <laughs> um, that, remi- that takes me back to your early one of your earliest Dutchies hot tips, which was a use if you get stuck in a conversation, like a conversational dead end at a party, you just say, if you, <laughs> if you could say one thing, yeah, is that it? Excellent. Well, if you could say one thing, what, what, what would, would it be? be? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I- <laughs> <laughs> turn turn the problem into the solution. Or, uh, I love that. If you could if you if you could meet one celebrity dead <laughs> or alive, what restaurant for dinner, what restaurant would you go to? <laughs> <laughs> what cuisine would you eat? I don't want to know the celebrity. <laughs> um so <clears throat> What I wanted to talk about this week, John, was a very don't praise, very in the, very in the style of what we envisaged for "Don't Praise the Machine" when we first came up with the title. A bit of tech talk. I want to talk about commenting, yeah, on the internet. Mm. But mm-hmm. I notoriously am a person I don't comment a lot on social media mm-hmm. posts. I don't comment a lot on YouTube mm-hmm. videos. I don't comment a lot on, like, I, I use Reddit a lot, but I don't comment. Uh, and I wanted to ask, yeah. you comment, I think, a little bit more than me on stuff. What would you, what would you <laughs> yeah. say, what would you say your commenting 
behavior is like on like let's mm. say facebook posts of other people i'm not necessarily talking about posting i'm talking about let's just talk in this case about yeah. commenting yeah comments so there are two contexts i'd say where i will comment one more commonly than the other the first is if a friend of mine on facebook posts something and i want to say something good natured about it you know like if, if they say here's my new baby or here's a beautiful yeah. holiday I've been on. And I say, that's lovely. That's basically yeah. all I say. I just have that, have control pace. That's lovely. Um, and then, uh, and then the other one is where I'm on usually Instagram and I want to make something, uh, I want to make more of a sort of, cathartic screaming into the void comment. And so this might be, like, I'm mean, guessing oh. this might, what you're talking about now might be a post, perhaps, perhaps, uh, yeah, posts where you don't know the person that you're commenting on. Exactly. Yeah. More often than not, it is just me, you know, the usual kind of crap that you get served up on Instagram. I, for some reason, presumably because the algorithm knows a little bit about the fact that I'm a, 30 something man i get a bit of like bro culture finance culture stuff have you ever commented on a youtube video uh not usually no i can't i mean i might have done that a handful of times but typically it'll be like a you know someone going on about cryptocurrency or how they start the day by like you know drinking cow's (laughs) blood and doing a thousand push-ups and every everyone else has to do that and i just will comment this is ridiculous and i know that like all that's doing probably is making the algorithm give me more of that, but uh, but it's satisfying in the moment. Do you, have you ever commented on a thirst trap photograph? <laughs> I don't know. This feels like gotcha. Uh, like you're gonna go. Well, I'm well. I'm gonna send you a screenshot. Uh, is that your handle there? So for anybody who is not familiar with the term thirst trap, uh, I believe the, I, think, I think I got this from. Wikipedia or some kind of online dictionary of um, slang. Thirst trap mm-hmm. is a type of social media post intended to entice viewers sexually. So thirst, uh, the first thing I think of is sexy girls in a state of showing mm. sexy bits and looking a bit sexy. That would be a thirst trap photograph. Yeah. And yeah. what f- gives me a deep sense of fascination and I can't work out what's going on. <laughs> and I wish somebody would help me understand. Is me- is yeah. men yeah. who write comments under those <laughs> photographs? Yeah. I understand. Like I understand. Yeah. yeah, I've. And I want to know. I've seen this. I get from the the like from the from the the. Let's just talk about women posting them in this sense. In this case, men do it too. Men, mm. there's like hot dudes that post thirst trap photos, but yeah. um. But yeah. there's a particular type of man that will comment on mm. the thirst trap photographs mm. of sexy ladies. And they are, it's a, if you get in those yeah. comments section, it's a real gold mine of absolute weirdness. <laughs> and the reason that I, the reason that I was thinking about this is because oh. I was on TikTok and there was quite a sec, there was quite a cute girl. Yeah. And look, guilty as charged. I clicked the follow button. I thought, yeah. This, is a, this is my type. She had real mm. wide set eyes. Her eyes were on the side of her head right next to her temples. Just sure. my type. And so I <laughs> yeah. thought, 
<laughs> she had the, the old, old hammerhead. hammerhead. You love and it. Then, uh, and so she was posting some real sexy photos of herself in underwear. And I was like, I wonder what people are saying about mm. this. And cause this, I actually was led from a TikTok <laughs> to her Instagram. And so I went over to her Instagram and there's tons of sexy photos. Mm. And so she, for example, there was one of her with, she was showing her buttocks. Her little buttocks were poking out. Yeah. And... So, and she had written in the, in the, she had titled the, she'd captioned the photograph, something, something like tee hee hee, <laughs> feeling cute today, thought I would show off my, my cute little butt looking yeah, yeah, cute yeah. today post. And somebody, <laughs> the first comment was just, yes, baby, so sexy. This is you, exclamation point. <laughs> this is you. And I was like, I was this like, who? You. It was what man is going into the comments and writing, this is you, baby. Yes. As if they have some sort yeah. of personal relationship yeah. with her, you know, like as if they know her to say, this is you. Yeah. Uh, very weird. Yeah. And they just get progressively weirder. Did you Have you got any other examples? Oh, mate, have I got examples? So what I did... <laughs> For research purposes, for research purposes, I went on the very famous subreddit uh, "Girls Gone Wild," mm-hmm. which is sexy girls who go on Reddit and they post thirst trap photographs of themselves. So mm-hmm. they post, you know, they they want to for whatever reason, maybe they want a little bit of validation. That's fine. That's I'm not here to mm. judge. Whatever you want to do, you mm. do you, baby. Mm. This is this is you. You do you, baby. This is you. <laughs> this is you. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I went on the Girls Gone Wild subreddit yep. and I would just click. And it's the same stuff. It's a girl posting a photograph with tee-hee-hee-ho-ho. I just thought my <laughs> boobs looked great today. What do you guys, what does everybody out there think? Yeah. So I'm, gonna, I'm, going to, I'm going to read you the captions of Please. the pictures. Oh, I and can't then wait. Just, they're just the, so I've got three. I've got four here. So mm-hmm. the first one, a uh, cute girl, she posts a picture of her bottom, she said. Here is a picture of my cute butt. And the first man wrote, I'm looking, I don't know if it's a man. I don't know. I'm mm. first person, smiley face, nice ass. That's comment <laughs> number one. That's his contribution. Yeah. Thoughts, next one says, provoking. next one goes, mmm, a very cute tushy. <laughs> That's comment number two. <laughs> <laughs> And then number three just says meow. That's the nice. three comments she got. Now the next one, a <laughs> uh, girl had written, my boobies are looking amazing tonight. And then she's taken a photograph of her boobs, full nude boobs for yep. all the world to see. Yep. Somebody's written first comment, wow, <laughs> you are perfect. <laughs> yeah, lovely. Someone number two, uh, she said, obviously she said, my, my boobs look amazing. Somebody said, they really do. I'd like uh-huh. to lie my head on your chest. Oh, dear. And then someone's written, damn, those sweet, sweet nipples. So enticing. <laughs> <laughs> really zeroing in on what they like about the female breast. And then, and then, uh, and then, she, and then again, she's written, my boobies looked amazing tonight. And somebody's written, they probably, they probably look the same as they do every night. You're just mm. feeling yourself today. Keep that energy. Wow. <laughs> Love that. Love that. Getting Keep that energy. Just get just cultivating a sense of 
a fantasized sense of intimacy by offering encouragement. <laughs> um, and the last one, you have the most beautiful tits. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Tasteful. Um, yeah, it's, it is a wonderful and fascinating phenomenon that, isn't it? Because you think yeah. like what, I mean, a lot of men would look at that and not necessarily want to uh, have anything to do. The last thing they want is to have any sense of community with the other men that are looking at that. Uh, <laughs> let me, and, let me, let me, just before you well, go on, John, let me, let me just read off the last two and then uh, we okay. can, then we can, sure. then we can deep dive and I can even, yeah, let's deep dive. So uh, there was like a girl who had a, she was in a, uh, she was doing a sort of gymnastics pose with no mm-hmm. trousers on. She was nude from the waist down and she's doing a splits and somebody's written, Mm-mm, come on over. Right? <laughs> the next person has written, oh, wow. I'd... <laughs> this one says, I'd, what I'd give to earn your trust and be with you naked. Oh, no. <laughs> What's that mean? What does that mean? <laughs> uh, my God, you are yummy. Holy hell, this is amazing. Yes, gymnastics <laughs> is paying off, beautiful. I think you might kill me using the gymnastics pole just saying, but what a way to go. <laughs> and then I quite like the last one because she'd taken the photograph and her bed her bed was unmade and there was like some clothes on the floor. So the last comment just says, clean your room and make your bed, which I like. <laughs> <laughs> Someone not having it. Yeah. Uh, somebody had written, I think I look pretty innocent, but not from the neck down. And then she was just mm. showing boobs. And somebody's sure. written, Jesus, you are perfect. Uh, somebody's written, an innocent face and the sexiest pair of tits I've ever seen. I, can imag- I can't imagine anything sexier than you on your knees. Oh, it's like the old saying goes, the most heavenly bodies were made for sin. Oh, dear. Uh, so, I don't know, this just goes on and on. Um, <laughs> yeah. Now I'm. Wow. I typically reserve judgment. I try not to be a judgmental person. Uh, I tend mm. to really think: look, if you're not hurting anyone, and everyone's yeah. having a good time, and it doesn't seem to be unhealthy, <laughs> then yeah, everyone just keep at it. Girls, you keep posting yeah. those photos. Men, keep on giving those comments. But I <laughs> just want—I want to get your opinion on this, John. I can't think of anything. Yeah. That would make me feel worse about myself <laughs> than, I mean, because I've mentioned this to you before and I said, what if I, what if I found out that you, as my friend, yeah. were going on Reddit and writing. And going, yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. That's, this is you, baby. You've got the most beautiful This, this eyes. is you. This is you. You've got I phenomenal tits post. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like if you went to your psychiatrist and you said, "Look," uh, and this is why I think it's okay for me to say that this is pathetic and something that men need to not do, um, is mm. because I think that if you were unhappy in in your life and you went mm. to a, a mental health professional and you said, "I go on the internet and I write under the photograph of girls," yeah, you're really sexy and you have a the prettiest vagina that I've ever seen. I think that mental health professional would say, "You need to stop doing that. That's not good." <laughs> And that's why I, I, I'm, I'm okay. I think I'm okay. Why? Why would they say that? Do you think? I, I, what would be the? What's the problem from from this 
from the psychoanalyst's point of view. So, well, I suppose I'm imagining that the people are unhappy in their life because I'm supposing, I'm assuming yeah. that these men, yeah, perhaps not interacting with a lot of women in real life, or feel they can't. Yeah, and yeah. I, I could be wrong. They, they, I mean, it could be that like John Hamm from Mad Men is the one writing, <laughs> "Holy hell, this is amazing!" or "My God, you are yummy." <laughs> That's true. That is hard to imagine. Yeah, or Barack Obama's on there just just after a hard day's work. Or that guy that plays that that guy that plays Aquaman. What's his name? Jason Mimosa. Paul. Oh yeah, <laughs> Jason Momoa. Momoa. Yeah, yeah. He's just yeah. he's just hopping on Reddit at three in the morning uh, <laughs> and saying, "Absolutely Going. beautiful, perfect smile. You have phenomenal tits." <laughs> It is hard to imagine, yes. Um, uh, I think, yeah, I think what interests me about it, and I agree with your assessment, is that, as I was saying that to you when you first brought this to my attention, you know, it's kind of so confusing what exactly, like, there, there's, I guess, this, I mean, I don't know, you read those things and you might expect the comments to be more sort of... Um, grotesque or you know like um vulgar they, they, but actually there are a lot, a lot of those of, yeah and there are there is that but then there's a huge contingent which are just these kind of fawning sort of slightly slightly sad comments and you think like yeah as i was saying to you the the last thing that most people who look at that would want is some sense of community with the other men who are looking at that or to leave any kind of digital footprint of the fact that they've looked at that. It's such a weird thing to go, this person needs to know that I approve of their, you know, and like somehow that makes me feel like they've seen that and they like the fact that I admire them. And yeah. that's kind of, maybe that's that what they're imagining. I, I've read an interesting article the other day about the kind of business end of these kinds of, thirst trap accounts where people often will, you know, set them up on Instagram, which has fairly stringent uh, policies for nudity and things like that. But then there'll be a gateway to someone else's like OnlyFans yeah, account yeah, yeah. or whatever. And they have basically, they employ third party services uh, and they went, the journalist who wrote this article went on a kind of deep exploration of one of these services and they um, basically stand in for that person. So you will, if you're a model who wants to do that, wants to make money that way, you send this this service like, you know, hundreds of photos of yourself and a few videos and whatever, and then they will take care of posting a lot of it and um, they will pretend to be you wow. and engage in conversation, private message conversation wow. with these, these kinds of men. And they would, in some cases, what they were doing was, farming out uh, that task to what they called, I think they just called them chatters, who were often in places like the Philippines right. where there are like large call centre workforces and stuff. And they they were, were obviously, you know, they, they can get away with paying people uh, a pittance. And they were using these services to, you know, they were basically getting people to be online, like a legion of chatters to be online at any given time to field these private messages that these women get and then they would obviously try and persuade you to 
you know, buy the products or subscribe or sign up to their OnlyFans account or whatever it might be. And uh, and they, they found and interviewed one of these chatters and he was sort of quite um, quite a decent guy who was like himself had quite a difficult uh, life and was like, yeah, I understand that a lot of these people are just lonely and they just kind of need connection and I, fe- and I feel for them. Yeah. But meanwhile, he's going to work and like, pretending to be to be this woman and like engaging in conversations with these guys and then they will do deliberate things to try and avoid arousing suspicion that you're actually not talking to this person at all so you know if it gets to the point where for example let's say you've you've requested a custom video from one of these people and then you go but I'm or or you're subscribing to something but you say look, I want to be sure that I'm actually talking to you and not some intermediary who's pretending to be you, then the service will contact that model and say, can you just do a video yeah. where you mention this guy's hand handle or something like that? And then, or sometimes they'll sort of say, okay, well, can you post something uh, that has like a generic um, greeting in the, you know, like maybe it's got a caption that sort of looks like it could be, responding to this guy's query when actually it's probably just the fact that, you know, you only get a certain number of queries so you can kind of predict what the kind of tone should be and they um, create this illusion that you're talking to a real person. But uh, but it was really interesting and kind of grim and uh, those comments are a tip, I guess, tip of that iceberg. Am I being too hard? Like, so do you, am I being too harsh? Do you think that it's... From the man's perspective, yeah, what you getting out of that? Yeah, it's pretty grim. Yeah, look, if I found out that you or one of my brothers, yeah, or some some other man that I held in high esteem was doing that, I would I'd probably say to them, <laughs> "Don't be doing that, please. Please stop commenting." Um, <laughs> and. And uh, I don't, I can't, it's hard to imagine a scenario in which engaging in that behavior makes people better yes. off. I don't, it just uh. doesn't feel like the world's getting better from, <laughs> from this. And it's not about, it's not no, about being prudish. No. It's not about, it's not, I'm saying, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. saying, I just want people to have normal sexual and romantic <laughs> relationships with real people. Yeah, sure. I, I yeah. mean, who's coming away from from that? Who's 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 writing now? Let me plant my face in there and sending a post and feeling real good about their day. Yeah, it's not John Ham. John's not writing that. <laughs> nah, you're probably right about that. Also, star of uh, Top Gun Maverick, John Ham. Is he in Top Gun Maverick? He's in Top Gun Maverick. I bet Tom. I don't think we've come full circle. Tom Cruise again, hard to imagine him doing it. Uh, he's he does spend his private life in ways that I, and to circle back to Scientology, consider highly questionable and possibly not that healthy. But uh, he probably doesn't engage in girls gone wild commenting. <laughs> but uh, so, guys, if we've got some listeners out there in the don't praise the machine world that's doing comments on thirst trap uh, posts. And I, mm. I've got it all wrong. There, it's it's bringing 
an immense level of joy. It's if it's bringing you closer to being self-actualized, <laughs> and I haven't recognized that. Yeah, let me know. <clears throat> this, that's what this is mm. about. Persuade me. So don't mm. praise at aol.com or there's don't praise the machine the podcast on Instagram, and I want to open a dialogue. With all the sick perverts out there. (laughs) (laughs) By all means, point us to the rung on Maslow's hierarchy of needs where that that comes in. Thanks, everybody, for joining us on this week's episode of Don't Praise the Machine. I've been John Maloney, and I've appeared, as always, with my pipe and pod brother pocket master, Alexander Holland. We'll see you next time on episode number 62. I'm talking Hey True Blue. We're looking at you. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in to episode number 61 of Don't Praise the Machine. As promised, it was fun for the whole family. Kids gathered around the wireless, TV dinners out on the tray, mum and dad, 2.5 kids. That's the kind of family fun that we're bringing to every single week on Don't Praise the Machine. We can't wait to see you for episode... Number 62, gonna be Hey True Blue. Thanks, everybody, and we'll see you next week at the podcast.